Live from the Tech Talk studios in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Well, it's Friday. It's time for another episode of Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost. And here with me, my co-host, the data doc of talk, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Jay, my friend, how are you doing today? What's up, brother? Happy Friday. We're back. We're back. Apparently, my dog is also happy that it's Friday, if you can hear her in the background. Yeah. But that's okay. We're dog friendly on this show. (laughs) Yes, we are. We are dog lovers. Hey, we have a great guest today. I'm going to let you introduce him. I'm just now learning about him, but why don't you introduce him? Let's get this conversation going, my friend. Yeah, I can't wait. So I'm super excited to introduce Preston Campbell. Preston, how are you, brother? I'm doing good, my friend. Good. We uh, we met through a mutual friend, uh, Steve Young, who is a world-renowned physical therapist, healthcare entrepreneur, tech entrepreneur, really great guy. He introduced us, and um, and we've been having some really great conversations about kind of what's next, both in terms of professional development, innovation, technology, and it's just super great to have you on the podcast. I was like, Man, we got to get you. We got to get you out there. We got to get our tribe hearing what you have to say. So, thanks so much for joining us today, Preston. Cool, man. It's really great to be here. And uh, sounds like you got a great audience with uh, doing a lot of good things themselves. So, great to be talking to you, folks. We we really do. We have a we have a great tribe. We've got a great group of people that give us uh, lots of feedback. They like our our banter. They like our discussions. They like our no filter. So, um, it's it's pretty fun to do this with Brad, my my good my good buddy and my, my cohort here. So Preston, if you wouldn't mind, maybe we could just start with just a little bit of background. Like, tell us about how you got into innovation consulting and kind of how that's evolved over the years. And, and let's just start there. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, my, my background in innovation goes back a long time. So back in college, I was, uh, uh, did research in exercise physiology and, um, Forward, fast forward a few years, I was in the Air Force doing research and development, and uh, that's where I really started getting my chops in um, innovation. I ran lots of R&D efforts and big system studies, and um, but where I really started to think about the process a lot was when I was working um, in large aerospace and technology companies, and we'd go bid these multi-billion dollar programs, and basically the government would give you this really complicated challenge, um, and we had to figure the problem out, you know, and really going through all the steps of good innovation. We'd have complicated problems. I'd bring a team together and we'd have to come up with the best solution and bid the job. And, you know, and millions of dollars are at stake, billions of dollars are at stake. Um, that process of, of coming up with good ideas gets pretty important. So um, I did that for a lot of years and, um, and I left, left uh, that corporate world and started consulting. And um, I've always been fascinated really by two things innovation and creating solutions to big problems and um, human performance. So um, when you hear me talk, when people talk about my background, there's a human performance side and I coach human performance optimization. And then there's the corporate innovation side. I actually see parallels along both because we create ourselves, we innovate ourselves, we integrate businesses. And so over the last five, 10 years, I've really gotten deep into the whole innovation process and into the health space and, and looking at how we can innovate around, around that. And I went out and learned from some other smart folks and uh, put together what I think is a pretty nice, pretty nice process. And, and innovation is just that. It's just a process and it's a discipline. A lot of it's about mindset and then a lot of it's about 
how you're willing to walk through the steps and keep an open mind and, and be creative and make things, make some cool changes. And, uh, I love it. Yeah. So can you share with us at a high level, just kind of what those innovation steps are and how people might, might understand a bit more about that? Sure. And I think we're all creative and we're all innovative. And I think sometimes there's people out there that think they think they're not, or they think their organization can't be creative. And it's really, a lot of it's about setting the mindset first. So when, so when I talk about mindset, um, one of the things I find when I work with a group that of people is that almost without exception, and I don't care who the folks are, they start out with a set of, of biases and a set of beliefs and a set of values that doesn't connect them to a solution. They're actually they have, they have a barrier up, right? So we have all, we develop all these filters in our lives. It's just like in your personal life, you know, trying to get through your beliefs and your values and figuring out where you're going. The same thing is for a business. So from my perspective, it all starts with opening, the process starts with opening up the individuals who are going to be creating and innovating. And, and that kind of comes down to, um, and we do a lot of pretty, we do a lot of pretty unique processes all the way from working with people doing plant medicine to kind of open up you know, open up and break down barriers just to going through a set of exercises to look at assumptions, to look at beliefs and to kind of reset those a little bit. Um, and part of the first problem is just becoming aware of those. So becoming aware, what are my, my unconscious assumptions, bring them up. What are the biases? What are the beliefs? And certainly in organizations, we have um, this, this kind of corporate immune system. You hear that thrown, that term thrown around a lot, but, but businesses have corporate immune systems they tend to be sitting in a, in a box, in a paradigm, and they see things a certain way. And, and so in the end, that's all people too. So helping an organization um, see what are, the, what are the beliefs, what are the assumptions I'm making that are holding me back. And that's a fun, that's a really a fun process. And then looking at your values as an individual organization trying to, to establish um, something new or set something new, you also have to go back and look at where am I coming from? And a lot of people don't look at that. What's important to me? What's important to me as an individual or as an organization? What's culturally important to my organization? What are those values? Um, and as an innovator, sometimes looking at those and saying, are they constraining my organization? Are they constraining me from coming up with and seeing solutions? Or are they supporting that? Um, and just being in touch with those values, because when you create something that's out of touch with your values, you create an immediate resistance. Yeah. And a lot of times people create something really great, but it doesn't fit with their organization. So are you going to change your organization or should you maybe have considered that up front so that what comes out the back end is actually going to be a fit? And both things, by the way, you know, sometimes changing the values are important. Sometimes you need to step back and say this solution, this type of solution may require some different values so you can go both ways. Yeah. So there's kind of working on that, that mindset and then just kind of learning to ask the right questions. Okay. And learning to, and that starts with the problem. So understanding the problem, you know, what, what am I working on? Is this the right problem? What are all the elements of it? And a lot of times we don't do a good job of that. And we get too focused um, um, on trying to come up with hit solutions, you know, so the whole front end of the process is, is learning to get in touch with the problem and what you're trying to solve and why you're trying to do it. You know, it's good to have all those things up front because sometimes you can come up with really elegant solutions to something on the back end and realize you missed some steps in the front and it's not a fit. So even yeah. though it's, it's not a fit for you. So going through that, learning to define the problem and, and that questioning process. And then for companies, just opening up the whole culture. 
you know, opening up the culture so that you're saying we're willing to listen, we're willing to learn, we're willing to approach creating something differently. And instead of having, sometimes it's easy to come into this situation where we're trying to diverge right away. The whole process is, this whole opening is really part of a, a divergence process, you know, an in, in ideation where you're opening up and finding ideas. So helping people, you know, make those shifts, um, <clears throat> looking at their beliefs, looking at their values, looking at their assumptions, um, understanding the problem, understanding any constraints. The other thing is looking at your trade space. You know, what is my, what is my constraint space? Which usually shows us a lot of limiting beliefs and assumptions. So again, yeah. all of that process is nice. To me, that's more of an individual process. It's lining the people up. And in the case of a company, maybe the culture. And then a second big step in the process is then, okay, this is, we've helped people open up. So we go through some really elegant processes to help people kind of come out and unfold and suspend all the limitations. And then it's understanding what the potential is. And I kind of call this awakening potential. So if you have a group of people working together, you can imagine they may not all be in touch with what all the opportunities are to put the pieces together. So I see a second part of the pre it's almost a seeding process is understanding what's the technology out there. You know, like there's some wonderful books and ideas that have come out of uh, uh, Diamandis and Selene Ismail, you know, um, about, Exponential uh, Organizations is my yeah. favorite book. Yeah. I, I mean, love that book. A, it's a great book and there's some really great ideas in there. And a lot of companies, you know, they're so busy. They're so focused. Like I know you've got a lot of chiropractors. You've got, you know, you've got business owners that listen to this. You get so focused on your business and doing the day-to-day -day things, you're not seeing what all the potential is out there. And so when it does come time to solve a problem, you're coming at it from a very small container. Yeah. And when you're inside your paradigm, you can, you're stuck in that paradigm unless you find some way to get outside of it. You know, so bringing somebody outside, that's what I do. I help companies kind of get outside of that box, um, but also seeing what's out there. So I like to bring clients, here's, here's the latest trends, high-level trends, above your industry and then within your industry and then actually work with them because I'd like to see ownership and ownership of, of potential is what seeds that potential. So getting people to see, here's all the things you can be doing in technology. Here's all the things you can, you can be doing at a high level and down at your business level and then looking at the business and saying, what are all the things I can innovate? Because sometimes we think, well, like typically if I go into a corporation, I'm looking at innovating around the core concepts, you know, how do we create products and services around your core business? And I'm looking at how do we create things outside of your core business that map into what you're able to do as an organization. And sometimes we go beyond that. They say, we want to go start something brand new. We don't care if it fits with anything we're doing. And then, then we got to look at the corporate culture. Are you able to go outside, step outside your culture and do something completely different? Um, so seeing all the ways things you can innovate in the business, and it's, there's a lot of things, it's not just the products and service. So we get locked into, you know, doing a product or service, but it's also within our business. We get finance, you can innovate your finance functions, you can marketing functions, you can innovate your operations, you can innovate your manufacturing. All these things can be innovated. And so I like to bring all the stuff up in the front, and this is getting awakened to potential, we're going to innovate something. We're going to be talking about, you know, what we want to solve, but what are all the things we can work with? So I'd like to have my clients see, this is all the technology. These are all the implications. These are all the different parts of a business that I can change. And then even on the back end of that, you have a solution. You know, a lot of companies think, well, geez, this is great, but you know, I can't afford to do the solution. Well, you can innovate how you execute a solution. Fast prototyping becomes 
Oh yeah. In nowadays environments, you can crowdsource a solution. Yeah. Um, you can buy a company, you know, they have people, there's some great programs out there on how to buy businesses with almost nothing out of pocket. It works. And so you can do that. You can partner. So there's lots of ways to execute. So seeing all the different things you can change, all the technologies, all the different types of operations, all the different parts of your business, ways of partnering, ways of doing business in a organized way, getting that in up, up into consciousness where you can see it really helps support, um, support that whole innovation process. It's, it's really, really huge. And then I like to do scenario planning, you know, so what's going to happen, what's going to happen. And, uh, um, I like to look, you know, and it's kind of a cone, right? Change mm-hmm. grows as you get farther and farther out over the years. So um, I like to take clients through a scenario planning exercise. Let's look at let's look at the future. Let's look at the general future, and then we'll look at the future of your business. And so now, so walk into the process of opening the individual up, kind of breaking through the boundaries, and then going through and looking at all the potential. What are all the technologies? What are the things happening? What are all the trends? What's the potential future looking like? Now you set the stage, you're seated, you're seated, you're ready to, to go off and develop some ideas. And, and it gets, it gets a little bit straighter from there. So then moving into the one last, one last thing I'll mention too. And I, I'm finding this more and more valuable when I'm working with people. It's, it's helping people be embodied and feel we get so much in our heads um, and getting down out of your head and into, you know, going left brain, right brain, getting out of your head and dropping into you know, different part of your consciousness, that's pretty important too. So helping people learn to feel into what's going on, which a lot of businesses, especially a lot of corporate world, they don't do that real well. Um, And, and the businesses are coming from a different place. Um, And so, you know, let me finish this part off by saying, you know, I also do look a lot with like conscious design, you know, so, you know, companies being socially responsible, companies being sustainable, um, and then understanding the elements of of design theory around that. That's one more piece. So having these tools and having your objective, you know, hopefully to do something good now going into the process. And then, and then the process gets a little bit more, you know, it gets a little bit simpler. Then it's an ideation. What do I want to accomplish? What am I looking for? Let's go out and take those technologies we learned about, take all those trends, take, take the future. I break into groups, um, which, which then I start to tap into another part of the process. And that's the, diversity, the idea of bringing different people into, into the game. So we start to break, we break into groups and I try to bring people in from different places. I like to bring people, even if I'm in a company, I like to get them to bring in their, their channel partners, other people, and we can move them through that process. And um, so then it's baking, breaking out of groups and groups and doing this ideation process. Right. And we move them in stages, take the ideas from early to later, um, develop them. We go back, we come back, really has this nice interaction with the, with the group and, and on the back end, um, presenting ideas and fleshing them out and bringing a group to bear where you bring the ideas, when you bring the ideas to the table in a coordinated fashion. So, you know, um, you've brought up some great things and yeah. And after the break, we're going to dive into some of these because you're talking about literally being in a box in my eyes. I've sat here and listened to you. And how do you open up that? You talked a little bit about there being problems, but what about people that you just need the entire team to be more innovative and more creative? They may not have a problem they're trying to resolve. We just need them to be out of that box and be more innovative. We're going to 
Take a short break, Mr. Campbell, and be back with you. You're listening to Tech Talk with Brad Cost, Dr. Jay Greenstein. We're talking with Preston Campbell today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Reaching your potential brings you the freedom to run your practice the way that you want. Does that mean gaining more patience or more profit? Or more time spent pursuing other dreams? Kaizenovate can help you achieve the freedom you want by providing the education, technology, and consultation expertise to help you grow your practice and achieve your dreams. Kaizenovate, the developer of the Canvas app, the app that can take your practice to the next level by providing a customized, direct connection between your practice and patients. Through a built-in rewards program, Canvas can grow new and existing patient numbers and increase your patient's adherence to care plans. What does your custom dream app look like? Elevate your practice with Kaizenovate, www.kaizo-health.com. Listen to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Well, we're back. It's Tech Talk. Uh, today, we're talking to Preston Campbell and, again, my co-host, uh, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Preston, you were. I want to break down a few of the things that you said because I think that first segment, you said a whole lot that we need to sort of dive into and help our audience understand. So let's start with the first one that I wrote some notes here where you were talking about opening up your thought process because I know in my own team, when I try to get them to look outside of the box, because most of them are programmers, developers, they were born in a freaking box and they have a hard time, <laughs> you know, being outside their little normal closet. I call it a closet most of the time, but they just don't have the mindset to understand about opening up, how to get out of that box. Uh, and I think it's really critical and it may not be for everybody, but help me understand what you were talking about in your opening segment where you talked about opening your mind and with some plant-based medicine to do that or plant-based uh, supplements to do that. Could you dive into that a little bit more? Sure. And um, it's important to understand that, you know, you're in the end, the whole process of innovation creation is coming from inside, inside of people. And so sometimes as you pointed out, we have you know, it's hard to, for people to open up or they got, they're used to working in a certain way. I used to work with engineers and engineers are used to finding problems. They're not used to coming up with solutions. Oh, they, they come up with solutions too, but they're really good at finding out why things don't work. So getting people out of their head and into, you know, out of the cognitive side, just thinking and into the more creative side is really, really important. So I mentioned plant medicine. It's a really exa great example of of one of the ways to do that. And if you study the neuro neuroscience of plant medicine, it's actually blocking parts of your brain that make you feel separate, that make you feel ego. At least certain kinds of plant medicine will do that. And 
they open you up, they close off that critical faculty, that part of you that's saying, no, 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 that won't work, or I can't do it. And it helps open up kind of the right brain side, the spatial side, where your boundaries start to go away, they dissolve. In fact, you know, you've, uh, Joe Bolte-Taylor um, uh, has a wonderful new book out, the, the title escapes me, but um, talking, she had this massive stroke and it shut down the left side of her brain and she was completely connected to everything. Now that doesn't work either. So we, we, to live, we have to walk back and forth be, between ego and structure and openness. But as creators and innovators, we wanna open up. Plant medicine has this wonderful ability in a very short amount of time to let people open up to that other creative side. Um, and there's two ways you can do that. You can do that through kind of in-depth experiences that are facilitated. And that's one of the things that we look at in some of our processes, maybe an evening before we help people open up in a plant medicine session so they can experience a whole new open part of themselves. And then there's the element of microdosing as well. And um, there's lots of, lots of people that you and I know out there probably running big companies that are microdosing just a little bit every day, just to kind of, just to kind of open that side up a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's so, yeah. Yeah. I gotta tell you, um, you know, I, I've experimented, um, had a, had a great experience with uh, a group of friends of mine where we brought in someone who was an expert who Mm -hmm. was a shaman and she led us through this process of literally opening our heart and opening our minds. And, and it was a remarkable experience. And I'm sure at some point in the future, I'll, I'll, I'll do it again. But what I was able to learn about myself, mm-hmm. first and foremost, really changed the way in which I kind of operate. And just it was one session, but exactly. it really did have a dramatic impact on my life. It was something I was able to recognize about myself. And because of that recognition, which I should have, but I never saw before, um, I've really been able to change kind of my experience, my overall experience in life. And as we tackle some of these challenges, you know, I've got a technology startup. And as we tackle some of these challenges, and we're a very diverse group, we're very open, we never say no, we always say yes. And, you know, we've got that kind of thinking, we talk about Adam Grant and exponential organizations, you know, we we have those conversations, there's still a part of my brain that hasn't reached that kind of pinnacle of like, yes, that is the answer or those are the answers or these are the other questions we need to be solving for. So, um, so I, I think it's great that we're talking about this, you know, um, people who don't know a lot about plant medicine, I would encourage you to look at the research, look at the science and, and talk to others who have experienced it because it can literally change your life for the better. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you, I think you hit the really key point, Jay, and that is, you know, how fast it was, right? You one experience, and you're, and, you're op- and you're opening up. And sometimes it's in very profound ways. And, you know, t- typically those kinds of opening experiences, people would be doing psilocybin or um, at, least, at least in the context that I've been looking at, psilocybin or LSD or something, something like that in a facilitated um, manner. Now, obviously that's not, that's not as open today as it will be in the future. And there's a lot of great sure. research that's gonna make it, that more available. And then there's also heart-centered medicines like, you know, MDMA and other things, which take, yep. They, they lower barriers. So again, um, one of the things that we're exploring, and I'm not there yet, is working, you know, facilitates sessions under, under like a mild heart opener, mild MDMA, as, as a way to, to open up to new ideas, you know, and that's the front end of the process. But you can yeah. do this without plant medicine, too. So plant medicine offers the potential. It's a tool. It's like any, like a lot of things, it's a tool. It can help people open up quickly. And it's why I like the idea of doing something like that, especially in front of a 
you know, like a four or five day event. But you can also help people get into the right size by using visualization and centering exercises. So if, if you meditate, um, if you've ever done any deep exercises, like I, I do a couple of things, it's really just as quickly as helping people drop out of their head and go silent, you know, and drop into a different, there's a different consciousness in your heart and your belly. And just teaching people to do that. And in a, in a workshop, helping people visualize and move them over. You can move your brain back and forth. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. If you, if you want to get into left brain mode, do an analytic, you know, give people a bunch of analytical challenges. That's great to do right before you're trying to do the convergence process. Okay, now it's time. We've been all opened up. Now it's time to be critical. Yeah. And there's ways to move your, your thinking back and forth. And that's really a lot of what I work with and a lot of what I try to teach people is you can get yourself into that frame of mind. So if you're not used to, used to being open, you know, it's, there's, there's all kinds of strategies. Um, breath work is really nice. I like yeah. to do a little breath work. I like to yeah. do visualization, but the idea is to help people move over to that creative side and be in that creative space when you're opening, when you're trying to open up to new ideas versus being in, you know, the busy, you know, especially people, you know, busy chiropractor, you've been seeing patients all day long, you know, going to do it. You're going to do an, an innovation exercise in the afternoon. Where's your head at your head? Yeah, there's, it's, it's impossible, right? You, yeah, it's just yeah. impossible. Brad, yeah. Brad, I know, I know you got some questions, bro. Well, I've got some questions, but you know, I've tried that escape and trying to turn my brain off. And I know I have a creative side. I have an artistic side. I sculpt and paint and kind of things, but I cannot find that switch to turn that off and on. It, it, and I think that's pretty interesting that there are actually techniques to be able to do that. Now, I've heard that before. I've never tried, never had anybody show me those techniques. And I've never thought of the plant-based. So can you drill down on the plant-based stuff? I mean, let's get down. This is a no-filter podcast. Explain to me what you mean when you talk about Let's define this, Jay, a little bit better. You, Preston, because I don't. I don't we're just we're just getting high as shit, Brad. Outside. We're getting high as shit, dude. Why? What, what do you need to know? Well, just, <laughs> you know what? what I'm kidding, of, audience. I'm kidding. It's kind of like that, but not exactly. Well, I, I mean, I think if we're being real here, we're sort of dancing around the edge of this, Jay. Let Let's talk. Okay, about, so let, let me share. Let me yeah. Let me share my experience. So I did exactly what I did exactly what Preston said, right? So the first dose that we took was MDMA. And it's where you open up and like, you literally feel open. You feel love for people, the universe, gratitude, your life. You, you just have this very warm feeling of love and openness. And then you take, I don't know what, I don't know. We, they were shrooms. I don't know exactly like the dosage or whatever, but we took shrooms. And at that point, your brain just goes on this journey. I mean, I call it a journey and you see things, you feel things, you think about things that otherwise you normally would not think about feel about or see. And because you're experiencing these things that are so different from everyday conscious life, your mind opens up. And so you have your heart open, you've got your mind open, and all of a sudden you start to really think about things that are important, or you start to realize things about yourself or your life that you either want to change, that you want to make better, that you want to accentuate, and you're, you're in this new dimension. And um, it was a probably a five hour, six hour journey. Um, and then after that, you know, the next day you're done and you do a debrief with the shaman and we have this really intense conversation. Like all of us had very, and some of these people at my, and we did it at my house, actually. Some of these people were at my house, they were strangers, never met them before. They were friends of really good friends of mine, but I didn't know them. 
And you're sitting around having this really intimate conversation with these people about what you realized, what you, what, what your journey was like, what you were going through. Um, it's a remarkable experience. And again, like I'm sure I will do it again at some point in the very near future um, because people, you can, you can continue to dig down deeper and I think learn more about yourself. And I think we know as, as leaders of businesses and leaders of people, like self-awareness is one of the most critical traits that we could possibly, you know, that we could possibly, you know, hone, hone our skills at being more self-aware. And so um, I highly encourage it. I, I would, I would highly encourage that you do it with people like Preston because he does this for a living. He knows how to assemble a group of people and put people together and take them on this journey. And, and Preston, before we, you know, at the end of the podcast, we want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you. And we're talking about doing an event together, which I think would be really, really cool. We can talk about that as well. But, um, but, but for those that are interested, for those that want to learn more about themselves and open up their hearts and their minds, I, I highly encourage you to look into it. So did you walk away from this Jay thinking that, you, you learned enough that you either knew how to open your mind or you found an area of yourself that you didn't realize existed or you were yeah, able it was to, more, it was more to number add two. on it was, to it. It was, it was more something that like I was kind of subconsciously aware of, but it made it, the event made me really aware of it. And, and, and therefore I changed and decided like I wasn't going to have those feelings. It were it really feelings about myself. Um, and I wasn't going to have those feelings anywhere. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to have the negative feelings about myself and create this kind of negative self-impression. Um, and that, and that, and, and, at, and, with, and it's a really interesting question, Brad, because as I've thought about this more and more, I've been actually able to drill down to, as to why I was having those feelings and thoughts. And it started all the way back in my childhood, which I know like, okay, get me a couch and, you know, I can start talking to the shrink, but like in reality, I had to have the experience in order to recognize that it was something that happened a long time ago that made me feel the way that I felt. Still carrying on in your adult life and affecting you. I mean, we yeah. all we all have those things that have happened to us, Jay. I, I think this is very interesting. Preston, we just got another minute before we got to take a break. But when you first experienced this, before you started teaching this, did you have a similar experience to this? You went somewhere and had this kind of experience and said, you know, I've got to take this to the rest of the world. Is that how it happened for you? Are you referring to innovation or the, the plant medicine part of the innovation? The plant medicine part of the innovation. He yeah, just wants to know about that, the drugs. That's all. Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's, that's <laughs> relatively recent. Um, and the fact I, I, in part through our mutual friend, Steve Young, and I have been talking about this a lot, you know, how can you take this process of helping people be creative and solving to the next level? And I was more focused on the mechanical pieces. But I found in my own self, you know, one of the things I struggle with, like many of clients, is that it's hard for them to get out and see a bigger picture. And really what the plant medicine does, and sometimes it's, it's a permanent change, but in a very short amount of time, sometimes in the evening, you change your perspective and you tend to see things in a more holistic way, which is a good start to a process. So is it going to give you a permanent change, Brad? Maybe not, but it's certainly... Um, it can, but it certainly opens you up. And at the start of a start of an event, start of a week of doing innovation, it's a great way to unfold yourself and start to let go. And then we have other processes that are a little more, you know, they're also designed to help your head open up a little bit and open that space up. 
And I'd be glad but, to share those with you if you'd like. Yeah, we'll do that in the next segment. But it, it really is, it's not, it, there is an end game to this. It really is truly a process that really can make a difference in people's lives. And especially for us as entrepreneurs and especially in the healthcare space, our, our goal is to impact as many people as we can positively. So to have these tools and to have this process at our disposal to help us like find our greatest selves to deliver our greatest impact is really what it's about. And that's why I was so excited when I met Preston, because I was like, man, he's like, he's right, right in line with us, Brad. No, right that's, what I was lead, that's what I was leading to. What was the, I've noticed a change in you. You know, you're growing your hair longer. You're, <laughs> you're, you know, the girls are flocking to you. Uh, you just seem to be a guy full of love today. And I just was curious if this was the, but no, I, I understand what you're saying. That's what I was trying <laughs> to lead to was, in the end, it becomes a self-awareness that somewhat takes you to a better learning place for you. So you can be more productive in helping the people like you and I are trying to do every every day. Every day. Every day. Listen, we're going to take another break. We're going to come back and, and drill a little bit into some of the innovative aspects of this, Preston, that you talked about and uh, go down some of those roads. And then I want, I want to be able to ask you a few more personal questions about you and your life and, and how our audience can get hold of you. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Tech Talk. But don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Infinity. In the modern age of electronic data interchange, Infinity is committed to helping clinicians get paid fast so that they can spend less time tracking claims and more times with their patients. As a pro advocate for the healthcare industry, we create tools that make sense for electronic claims processing and business analytics. You couple that with superior support team, we strive to ensure your business is performing at its best. Infinity committed to the future of claim processing. You are listening to Tech Talk, which is heard on Anchor FM and many other internet radio stations around the globe. Thank you for joining us. Come on! And the data dock of talk is Tech Talk. Well, we're back. It's Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, Dr. Jay Greenstein. We're talking with Preston Campbell. We've been talking about some different associations here, Jay, different ways of being innovative, trying to open up that innovation and get out of that box and do that. Preston obviously goes way beyond the plant medicine things that we're talking about and really gets into the steps of innovation. But before we leave that, you, you guys were talking a little about, about potentially doing some kind of event where this could be done on a on a, a different level and get more people involved in it. So I'm really curious, what are you thinking about in that aspect? Let's let the audience know what to be thinking about for the future. Sure. I mean, this was Preston's brainchild. He he was the and Steve as well, having a conversation around what what could be done with other health 
entrepreneurs, health tech entrepreneurs. But um, you know, I was at a I was at an entrepreneurial event a couple of weeks ago, great event down in Austin, Texas, and um, plant medicine ended up coming up. And I, I I stood up and I said something about it, and there were so many people afterwards, Brad, that came up to me and was like, you know, I'm so glad that you said that. I'm interested in learning more. I really want to try this. And these are people that are like high level chiropractors, high level entrepreneurs, really great people that you and I know well. Um, and, you know, I, I think there's an opportunity for us to put a bunch of amazing people in a room and have a journey together, an awakening journey, an opening journey together, and then coming together to really um, take on the challenges that we all feel like we want to take on. And we all have these different areas of focus in our, in our healthcare, entrepreneurial technology lives. And I think being able to be in a room with people who share the same mindset of having positive impact is going to be a remarkable experience. So we haven't worked out all the details yet, but Preston and I have been talking about it over the last several months of how we bring together a like-minded group of people and really have something that's life-altering and life-altering for us, but most importantly, life-altering for the people that we're going to be impacting in the future. And Preston, feel free to share your thoughts on this. Yeah, the, the, the idea is to create uh, this is to, it's kind of a win-win-win. Uh, my, our friend Steve likes to say um, omni-benefit, but you're helping people create a personal change. So to open people up, to open their awareness up, and that goes to your life, not just into this process, but to help you open up and then develop the creative chops to be able to, to know how to be creative and innovative. So starting to go through these exercises, which once you've seen them, you know, you can take that back and you can use them and then take it to the next level. Now we're developing some ideas and who doesn't want to change the world, right? That's I mean, right. It's about changing the world by changing ourselves and going through a process and that, you know, in four or five days, you're coming out potentially a different person with some great ideas having worked with some, some brilliant other, some other brilliant people, you know, getting your heads together and taking some, something out the back end. So you have this amazing experience and you're creating something. And I think, you know, we're all born to be creatives and sometimes we, we lose that. This brings that back out to people, create and innovate. And in the context of the industry, whatever industry that is coming together and say, what are the big problems? You know, learning to ask the right questions, having the right mindset, and then coming up with the right ideas and having a path to take them and develop them. So it's not just about having ideas, but okay, what's the next step? So now we can, we can send everybody out the door, hopefully a changed person with some wonderful ideas to really impact the world. Yep. That's awesome. And the, and the process to do it. And Brad, yeah. you're, you're going to come to this event. Sure. So just, just consider sure. yourself, consider yourself um, attendee number one. Well, you know, I've heard you guys talk about being involved in red ocean, blue ocean kind of aspects of this, and nobody really wants to swim in a red ocean. Define that, Jay Preston. What what are you talking about, and how does leadership uh, help guide people through that? Preston, you, you you go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, as we go through the process, you know, the first couple of days are kind of just getting people ready to go through the process, and so now you're exploring. You start to explore ideas. Where do you go? Okay, it's an organization or a group of people in a room. And sometimes I bring companies together. Sometimes I bring thought leaders together. Different, little different kind of meeting, both really powerful. But so what do you, you know, where do you start? And you start by learning to ask good questions. So sometimes I do a question storming process. So instead of coming up with answers, we come up with questions and we go through this process. One of the biggest questions that everybody should be asking as innovators is what's, you know, it's really basic, but what's, What's missing? 
what's missing? And that's that kind of that blue ocean process. And there's a lot more to that, but learning to look, know where to look for opportunities. And that's a lot of what blue ocean is. It's looking at what's missing and what's missing comes in a lot of different colors and flavors. So learning to understand, you understand that question to ask that family of questions and then walk through and come out with something that's completely different, you know? And yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's great. Um, the, the idea of question storming, we, we've done question storming so many times, Brad, I don't know if you've ever done that in your company, but it works so well. Um, like it's way better than brainstorming. Like brainstorming is like a thing of the past. I mean, question storming is definitely the way to go. Somebody said like, um, I forgot if it was Einstein or Ben Franklin. It was like, if you, how can you have the right solutions? If you don't ask the right questions, I totally butchered that, but you get the picture. Um, and, and blue ocean is really about value innovation. It's about how do we innovate value? And that's a really hard concept. And so the idea that we go through this process, this entire process with Preston to lead us down that road out of a red ocean where the fish are eating each other and basically competition is high and therefore it's bloody, i.e. red. And we're now swimming alone because we've, we've created, we've innovated value in a way that nobody else can touch. That's the blue ocean. You're swimming alone at it because there really is no competition. And that's an exciting concept for me, um, especially as we continue to evolve what we're doing in Kaizenovate. And I know you're doing the same thing, Brad. Well, I mean, our oceans are sort of merging together, you know, that's, yes, they are. <laughs> we, 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 well, but we've definitely doing that again to make the ocean actually bigger for other people and other good fish to swim in. I mean, that's the reality of this, Jay. And, and I think, you know, you and I believe that there is momentum in this earth that draws people together and things happen. We talk about all the time, you know, man, that worked out right today, didn't it? Kind of a thing. Yep. And, and, uh, and and I think that's part of that. And it takes great leadership to lead people. There are a lot of followers, but everybody's a follower if you don't have a leader uh, to lead people in different directions. And I think that's really what we're trying to do, Jay, is create the next generation of leadership that can lead the followers into the next generation of healthcare and healthcare technology specifically. You and I are going to have the tools to do it, but will the people lead and follow into that. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. That's the whole, that's our whole blue oceans, buddy, where we're merging them together to create a blue river that's going to flow <laughs> into the future. <laughs> How's that for well, spontaneous conversation? Well, well said, dude. Well said. Hey, listen, I know we're getting towards the end guys. So I want to make sure that people know how to get in touch with Preston. So Preston, if you wouldn't mind, can you share any of your contact information so people can get a hold of you? Um, yeah, um, the best, um, uh, I'd send them to my site, but we're in rebuild mode right now. So it's, uh, it's down. Um, the best places to find me, I can just give you my email. Um, okay, great. Yeah. Preston. It's like, it sounds at innoventive instead of innovative, innoventive, I N N O V E N T I V E dot I O. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Brad, we got one question left. You're, you're up, man. Ask Preston anything you want. Preston, let, let, let's, I'm going to take the philosophical road instead of asking you about your family. But um, if you could change one thing on the earth, if you go back in time and change one thing in your life that would effectively, it could be personal, it could be business, it could be just the world in itself. Because I end every lecture and challenge people to change the world. And I know you've said that a couple of times. What, what could you go back and do again that you would do to help people change the world? 
Um, yeah, that's a good, I love that question. And it's a, it brought up an interesting answer for me. So I'm kind of just sitting into that. Um, it would be learning to be a more integrated human. And it would have been learning it, having paid attention to that when, I, when I'm younger. What do I mean by that? I mean, recognizing the self-development, my, my self-development, the, the, the ability for me to help people around me is directly related to my ability to raise my consciousness, my level, my level of consciousness, uh, my level of intera interaction and connection with the people around me, connection to source. It all kind of starts inside of us. And I think a lot of times we're looking outside, but by opening ourselves up, by growing, developing as humans, becoming more consciously connected, you know, and you could argue that you could say it spiritually or however you look at that, opening up as a human being enables everything else I'm doing. And it lets me do it from a position where I'm centered and I'm okay with what's going on. And I spent a lot of my years not okay with stuff and, and so much in my head that I wasn't seeing all the opportunity around me. And so we are surrounded by abundance and that's really, that's, that's a creativity innovation mindset, by the way, too. So if I could change one thing, I would have recognized that my own personal development and my growth, especially on a higher conscious level, was a really important thing for me to be able to support all of the people around me. Man, I don't know that it gets any better than that, Brad. That's really it, good shit right there, bro. Great, really good shit. That is a great Love answer. That. that is a great answer. And maturity has a way of bringing that to our conscious level, doesn't it? As we get older, we, we start thinking about the things that we wished we would have thought of when we were 20 or 25 years old. Unfortunately, it's part of experiencing life. Yeah. Preston, we thank you for being with us, spending an hour with us today, uh, talking about it. It's really intrigued me. I'd like to have you back on after this event occurs. Let's talk about it. Maybe get a couple of guests on that podcast to great. talk about it and experience what, what was going on. So thank you for spending time with us today. We really appreciate it. Jay, buddy, it's, it's Friday. Happy Friday. It is Friday. Uh, another Enjoy the weekend, bro. Have a great weekend. From Dr. J. Greenstein, I'm Brad Cost. Have a good day. See y'all. to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk it's tech talk